here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Christopher Werner from Christopher Werner Designs, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hello, I'm Logan Shell. I'm a proud coaster enthusiast and fourth-year ride operator at Kings Island, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Matt Hill from Operation Theme Park, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Leah Cook Bloomhart from Holiday World and Splash and Safari, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can drive all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Andrew Locke. Hi, everyone. This is Andrew, one of the executive producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. As Thuzies, the vast majority of us keep track of our coaster credits, how many coasters we've been on. Some Thuzies, however, also keep track of how many times they've rewritten some of their favorite coasters. There are a few better authorities in this department than our guest today. The Coaster Challenge podcast is proud to welcome the Fury Guy, McLean Waddell. Welcome, McLean. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, our pleasure. So, uh, you know, with that intro, we're going to get into some more details later on, but why don't we sure. start off with you introducing yourself and just go ahead and tell everyone um what your current count is your current ride count is on fury 325 sure 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 so my name is mclean uh, waddell uh, better known as the fury guy to most of the coaster folks um you know I, i've uh i've always kind of had a love for coasters since i was younger um definitely enjoyed coasters but during the college or right after high school frame i, I didn't ride anymore and, and thought i would never ride again and until of course uh, a world breaking uh, record breaking coaster opened in the backyard. I mean, gosh, why not? I got to ride it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, have, has been kind of uh, all history since then. Um, just got uh, 15 laps in tonight. Actually, some with Kim Dykes, uh, which was outstanding. Uh, brought my uh, co- total count to uh, 89.34 after today. 8,934. So just shy of 9,000 rides. Yeah, I'll probably cross 9,000 this coming Sunday if I had to guess. Um, and the park's usually pretty good about giving me a Zen ride or, or calling it out or making a, a kind of big deal about it, which I can't, I can't wait for. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I know the ride ops really are, uh, they work with you well there and they appreciate you and, and uh, kind of a celebrity there. But yeah, Absolutely. wow, 9,000 rides. I mean, I, I, I only keep track of re-rides on one coaster. I've not really done that before. I've been, I guess I've kind of been inspired by people like yourself and others. Right. Uh, and it's on one of the newest coasters I've ridden, uh, one that only opened last year. So I'm only in the hundreds, um, approaching, uh, heading towards 200 rides on Velocicoaster. Uh, the only cool. reason why I keep track is that's my number one. It's the, it's the yeah. first time I thought when a coaster became my number one to start keeping track. And it's my home park five minutes away. And, you know, kind of like, you know, McFury's very yeah. close to you. Yep. But uh, one of my close friends here in Florida, one of my Thuzy friends, uh, well known to, in the Thuzy community, uh, Raptor Joe. Uh, she lives oh, yeah, in Orlando. I love her to death. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's all, yeah, that's right. She knows you. You see yeah, whenever yep. Fury's her number one. So right, you know, right, she comes yeah. and sees you. Yeah, absolutely. You know her, of course. Um, she uh, you know, used to work at SeaWorld and, and work makeup uh, and still goes to SeaWorld all the time, even though she doesn't work there anymore. And she's I think heading towards I think four thousand rides on Mako. And right. granted, Mako's a few years newer than uh, than Fury, but she worked there. I mean, she had the opportunity to, you know, for several years to work there and, and be, be on that ride, work in that ride. And I thought her, you know, sub 5,000 rides was incredible, but you're almost double that. That's, that's amazing. And uh, I know there's reasons other than, you know, just pleasure. Uh, why you ride yeah. Fury so much. We'll get into that later because I'm very fascinated and very interested to talk about that. But thank you for introducing yourself and thanks for, again for joining us. And thanks for making this a very much a Coaster Challenge day, not just you know here sitting down with me for this interview, but earlier this evening uh, going on Fury, lapping Fury a dozen yeah. or so times, 15 times with another producer of the show for us, Kim Dykes. That's awesome. I know Kim's been having a great road trip. So that's, that's yeah. thanks for joining her. All right, well... Before we get into and dive into your love of Fury and, and how, what Fury does for you in your life, um, let's talk about earlier on, like you said, you loved coasters when you were younger and all that. Yes. So to that end, um, what was the first, either the first coaster that you rode or at least the one, the first one you remember riding? Yeah, you know, the first coaster, uh, it, it was a unique story uh, because I, was, I wasn't really wanting to ride coasters. I was, I was pretty young, uh, but my family always, uh, we had a, a sister family uh, that we always would vacation with and go to the beach every single year. Me and my brother um, and that family had, uh, had two girls, so we were about the same age. You know, the four of us were brothers and sisters. It was really awesome. Um, but we vacationed every year at Myrtle Beach. Um, so back when I was younger, I don't know if, if you're aware or familiar, but the, uh, the pavilion at Myrtle Beach used to be yes, a small little it. amusement park, yep. you know, and we would love, uh, my favorite ride was called the rainbow. It was just a little ride. One of those that went up and around, you know, kind of a big platform. Um, loved that ride. Oh yeah. I loved yeah. like, uh, the raft ride, like hydro surge was the, uh, all these memories from the pavilion. Uh, but corkscrew, the coaster, um, it was a, a looping arrow coaster. I was, deathly afraid of it but I you know I, I knew I wanted to ride as soon as I got tall enough even though I'd watched it for years and kind of scared um, but it it definitely was the very first one that I ever rode and um, I've even got a, a few pictures my parents have given me over the last years of hey here's pictures from your first ride on, cop on corkscrew um, definitely unique uh, but a great ride I, I, I still kind of remember and reminisce get sad every time I go to Myrtle Beach and see that big open plot of land where this beautiful amusement park used to be and just kind of shed a tear for it. Uh, oh, but yeah. 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 What a great memory. Yeah. Nostalgia. I hear you on that. So, so have you pretty much, you lived in that kind of the North Carolina, South Carolina area all your life? Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I, I lived in the upstate um, near in Easley, South Carolina, near Pickens um, for the first probably 10, 13 years of my life. Uh, then moved up to Fort Mill, South Carolina. Um, right outside of Charlotte, actually, where Carowinds is, um, from early middle school on, um, and lived there until I went off to college. Uh, oh, so definitely okay. been a Carolina boy, you know, my my whole life. Um, but yeah, that's also why I'm such a big Carowinds fan because my parents still live about a mile and a half from Carowinds, which is oh wow, that's prime really location. Yeah, yeah, really close. Okay, so I have to ask. You probably know I'm gonna probably gonna ask this with the questions I'm asking right now. Did you ever get to go to Hard Rock Park, Freestyle Park? Uh, and I've never been. Oh, okay. I've so was that been. maybe that era where you weren't really into coasters? Most likely, yeah. I mean, 
like right after, um, right. My senior year of high school is when I had my car accident, unfortunately. And from there on, you know, I, I was really just focused on recovery, um, you know, and, and to rehab a few handful of different rehabs. And then I, I went off to school, you know, and from really from that point on, almost coasters were just a, a back burner thought for me. I didn't even think about them, didn't have passion for them, didn't want to go to them. Um, so it was, it's kind of uh, lucky that I, I stumbled upon Fury, but really glad I did. Got it. Got it. And uh, if you don't mind, I know some of us, we don't like to share our age, so you don't have to, you can say oh, no to this mind. question, but uh, what, what year was it that you graduated high school? Uh, oh, three. Uh, okay. And oh, three, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, and that's, that was uh, eh, five years or so before Hard Rock Park opened. So that makes sense. Yep. The timing lines up. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I've only met, I think, what is it? I think two people in my life that got to go to either hard rock or freestyle have those right. very rare credits and uh, yeah. kind of jealous of them. So, so anyways, okay, well, so let's move forward a little bit from uh, the corkscrew sure. and well, and, and maybe the answer to this question is the corkscrew because, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you didn't want to ride it and so forth, but right. you know, maybe it's a different ride, maybe it's fury, but yeah. what coaster in your life has scared you the most has intimidated you the most, you know, it's, it's, probably going to be close between corkscrew and Shikra um down in bush gardens tampa right you know corkscrew i don't remember quite as much um uh, because unfortunately i i don't remember a lot previous accident uh you know okay. and that's not a big deal but from what i've been told i had to build up a lot of confidence to ride corkscrew you know after that i really didn't ride rides at all um, I met my partner while I was in college in Orlando. I went to Full Sail University there. Oh, in Orlando. nice. Um, and as when I was nearing completion, I met my partner and, you know, something to do was, Hey, let's, let's go to Bush Gardens. You know, oh, gosh, yeah, I haven't ridden a coaster in years. Yeah. I used to love them. Why, why don't I head that way? Or why don't I, why don't we give it a shot? So we went and I didn't really like coasters, you know, realistically, um, coasters kind of still freaked me out. Um, but Sheikra was newer, uh, and I thought, you know, gosh, okay, let's go. Um, let's ride it. Um, I definitely had to psych myself up to ride it. Uh, tried to ride all the other rides first. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, kind of freaked me out. It was the first time I rode a drop, like a, a, one of the drop coasters. Uh, so the, the whole vertical drop thing kind of weirded me out. Um, and, you know, I, I loved it and hated it at the same time. Uh, it it kind of made me you know, I got so much anxiety or so much, uh, just, I guess, energy from it that it made me a little sick. Um, you know, I, oh. I had to I had to tell my partner, Hey, sorry, I don't want to ride anymore. Um, but we walked around the park, I calmed down and then I rode it a few more times and it, it was definitely fun. So okay. uh, I would say that for, for modern times, that would be probably my, the one I was most scared of or most afraid to get on. Okay. And it had to be fairly recently because Shikra's not that old. Like what, what year was that? Do you yep. think, um, I graduated in 06 uh, or 07 um, from college. So uh, it was, it was 06 or seven. Okay. So right around, right, right before you left him. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Full Sail is fantastic school. Um, Absolutely. One of, my, one of my friends, Jake, he's really into film. He, he's not 
you know, in Hollywood or anything like that. He's more doing right. kind of amateur stuff for fun. He's a stay-at-home uh, father, husband, and he's really dedicated to his kids. He's a great guy. And this is his wife, Jess, who's a, they're, uh, they're both coaster enthusiasts. Um, anyways, but he went to Full Sail here in Orlando. And, uh, Very cool. And, I, and I've, I have other friends that have been there and gone there. And yeah, amazing school for the arts, for video games, for film production. I know yeah. they have really good uh, facilities for film, for, uh, for, you know, TV produ- production and whatnot. But that's really cool you went there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was about, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Got it. Got right. it. Okay. So what was the height of Shikra? Was that a, a part of the fear of it? The anxiety? You know, it, yes. Um, it, it was really, I, I hadn't done it in, in a long time. So I was doubting myself, doubting the height. Um, you know, and I, I think, I, I think just being on any modern coaster, uh, I, I almost didn't want to, you know, I had to be pulled on and thank God my partner got me on it. Um, but you know, I, I, I just didn't have the urge to go on. I was like, Oh yeah, I've done that before. I used to be big on it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little intimidating. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, so you, you know, I guess the overall thing you're saying is that you just hadn't been on coasters in a long time and just intimidating right. you, but, but would it be, if you had to pick out an aspect of Shikra, you know, we can, we, if we kind of break down a coaster, you know, yep. you have the, the, how long you're on it, you know, you know, inversions, which, you, you know, know I, I would probably have to say yeah. it was the, the drop, um, you know, being, being the 90 degree or whatever, you know, the, the drop ride. Right. Um, I'd never been on a drop ride before. I, I used to like roller coasters. I thought, Oh yeah, coasters are fine, but gosh, you know, I've, I've never seen something that holds you on a drop as you're looking down and then you're just gone, you know, and that, right. that, that definitely was the scary part for me. Okay. Got it. But like, as far as the drop goes and, and, and there's reasons why I'm trying to dig into this. So just bear with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, you're fine. Yeah. So as far as the drop goes, I mean, it, the height is a part of that, right? It was, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking down. Okay. Absolutely. Right. We'll, we'll revisit this in a little bit, but I'm, I was just curious there. So, okay. So, you, you know, you felt that intimidation, everything, and you didn't want to go on it, but you wound up going on it. And you, you mentioned that you felt sick afterwards. Was it a physical sick or? Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of an upset stomach. Uh, and I, oh. I, I just, I, I didn't really, it's like, oh gosh, my body wasn't used to it. You know, so my body was telling me, Hey, that's not something that we normally do. Maybe don't do it again. Right. Um, but you know, it, it definitely went away and subsided after a bit. So uh, it wasn't something that stuck with me. Got it. Got it. And you said you went back on it multiple times later that day, right? Yep. I think, I think we went on another two or three times that night. Got it. Got it. So this upset stomach aside, I want to talk, look at the mental side of things inside your head and whatnot. How did you feel after you got off Shikra that first time mentally? You know, I, uh, I, I, I liked it. You know, I'll tell you nothing, nothing, um, nothing has given me the same feeling as fury. Uh, so it really wasn't, uh, it wasn't life changing or anything for me there at that moment. Uh, but it was, it it made me feel validated to myself that, okay, yeah, I I can ride these. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, I can ride more coasters if I want to. Uh, so definitely felt more confident in myself and the ability to ride coasters. Got it. So it kind of brought your confidence back about coasters post your accident right right okay did you feel like you know in any way exhilarated or feel happy that you conquered your fear 
you know, from what I can remember, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I was happy that I, I got on it. I was happy that we even went to, you know, Tampa Bay and, and actually got it. Um, uh, got the chance to go to Bush Gardens because that wasn't a thought that I would have had. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I went. I'm, I'm sad and think I wouldn't have gone had, he, had I not met my partner. So, yeah, it was all good. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think if your partner and that suggested that, that you would be here today, you know, where, well, first of all, talking to me today, but, but, you know, um, sub 9,000 rides on Fury. Right. You know, uh, honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, I would probably have to say no um, because even, even here in Charlotte, um, you know, when Intimidator opened up, uh, right. when we, we, he actually moved back up to Charlotte with me, I met him in Orlando and, you know, I didn't ride coasters when we got back up here. I didn't, we didn't get passes or anything for Carowinds. I didn't have that. Um, but then Intimidator opened and he was like, Hey dude, it's a world breaking coaster, you know, record breaking coaster. Come on backyard. Let's at least make one trip. We made one, one trip for Intimidator. I, I liked it. It was a good ride, but didn't give me enough of anything to really say, okay, I need to do it again. I need to go back. And we didn't get season passes. Um, and then same thing a few years later, uh, you know, Fury opens and he was like, Hey bud, hey, come on, you know, we got to go. And Fury, it's the it's world world record breaking coast. We, we have to go ride it. So I, I went and rode it the one time. And I mean, it's all downhill from there, you know, really the, right. the first time I, I was on Fury, it, I, I noticed something and I could feel it and have has slowly been honing that over the last few years it's pretty amazing interesting so who was the one that said hey you know it's going to be a record-breaking coaster for for you intimidator we should go was it you or your your partner it it was i mean he posed the idea and i was like yeah okay let's do it it definitely i mean honestly it wouldn't have crossed my mind and i i wouldn't have probably put two cents into it um moving back up here we moved back up here because I, i found a job you know, out of, right. out of school. And I thought, Hey, that, that's why I'm going back. It, it wasn't for Carowinds. And honestly, had, had we not gone, you know, that time or, or even back again for Fury, I, I didn't have season passes. I, I wasn't planning on going it. You know, that was something I did when I was a kid, you know, I, I'm, I don't live with my parents anymore. Come on. You know, so. Right. Right. So he made the suggestion, but it, you know, and you went along with it. You're like, Oh, sure. Why not? Let's do it. But it sounds like, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so just confirm if this is the case, yeah. that you breaking your, your fears or overcoming your fears uh, on Shikra yeah. allowed you to be comfortable with the idea that he suggested about getting on Intimidator. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I, have to, I had to psych myself up for Intimidator. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I you know, had little uh, mental you know, triggers to help me and like point with the ride and, and kind of drive the ride or whatever. And that, that was me being okay with it. Um, it definitely wasn't, wasn't as comfortable as it is now. Uh, Got it. yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I did it. I'm glad I crossed the path. Got it. So yeah. So it really impacted your life in terms of kind of getting you comfortable with coasters again, which basically started the dominoes falling from there, which yep. we'll be getting some of the more important dominoes here in a few minutes, but yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So one question that we ask, kind of taking a further step back from what we're talking about right now, maybe like as they say, the 30,000 foot level is we ask the question, which I don't want you to answer yet. So just bear with me. Sure. Uh, yeah. We ask the question, uh, have coasters and theme parks had a significant positive impact on you in any other ways? Now, I want to talk about Fury later. So I, I know there's yeah. that special thing about Fury that you and I've talked yeah. offline about. Yeah. But besides that, is there any other answers you could think of for that question I just mentioned? Um, you know, yeah, uh, probably one, um, 
you know, after my accident, um, and actually before my accident, I, I, I suffered from mental stigmas, um, had, had different diagnoses when I was younger and tried different medications and things, but was always kind of socially awkward. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, didn't, didn't like large places, didn't like a lot of people. Um, and then, uh, the accident kind of exacerbated that and made it to a point where I was uh, very introverted and didn't want to go out, didn't want to venture or anywhere where people were, um, you know, the, the ability to have something like fury that's so impactful for me, you know, really changed my life on another level because I have more confidence going to public places alone. I have more confidence, you know, being myself in a place that I've never been around hundreds or thousands of people that I've never been around before. Um, which is pretty amazing. And I, I, I would say I attribute a lot of that to being able to carry myself normally, uh, so to speak, in a large theme park setting by myself. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I attribute a lot of that, if not all of that, to, uh, to me getting back out into the coaster world or into the Fury world. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Would you say that you became more outgoing as well as a result of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on, on a personal level, yes. Um, yeah, I've always been in uh, retail management or kind of market management um, for the job side. So I've, I've always had a decent way to just put on a mask and kind of be that, you know, that, that fake happy person, always, always, uh, you know, t- sociable and talking, but I would say never real. Um, it was always fake. Um, but yes, it's, it's definitely allowed me to meet friends and, and actually have people outside of the work life that I'm like, Oh gosh, I have, I have coaster buddies. Now I have friends that live out of state that know me, that follow me, that see me on Facebook and, you know, start conversations. I, I don't think any of that would have ever happened or come to life uh, without coasters. Right. Right. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. That's something I've noticed uh, in myself and as well as others that I've talked to friends and whatnot uh, is that it's kind of something you wouldn't expect from coasters that as you get involved with, you know, riding coasters, you're riding a lot, going to the parks a lot, that a lot of us, myself included, you know, I, I never was really an introverted person per se, but definitely have sure. become more extroverted, uh, especially over the past few years as I've really gotten involved in the community and going to parks a lot more and traveling a lot more. Um, I feel like I feel like more daring. And I don't just mean that in a, oh, I'll go ride a sky coaster. I'll go ride right. a, the, the, the tallest slingshot, you know, which I did earlier this year, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it just cool. in terms of day to day, in terms of carrying myself and, you know, just being, you know, not, not, not being afraid to be me and, you know, right. and be, be weird if that's the case, in yeah. case be, but so I think that's a great kind of hidden benefit, if you will, of being, you know, whether it be being a, a coaster enthusiast or even if you don't identify yourself as one, but just be going on the coasters, being at the parks a lot, being in public a sure. lot, I think that's that's a, that's a nice benefit. So, okay, well, yeah, that's all great. And we're going to get to a, a key benefit or a key impact that coasters, especially Fury, have had on your life in a little bit. But before sure. we get to that, let's talk about a few yeah. more questions, um, a few more other things. So I'm guessing this is going to be on Fury, or maybe it was <laughs> on a different coaster. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sure. odds are, the odds are in Fury's favor here. But sure. uh, what has been your craziest moment on a coaster? Um, and, yep, it's on Fury, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've had the luxury uh, in the almost 9,000 laps to be e-stopped or emergency stopped in almost every section that you can be e-stopped on on the ride. Um, and the probably craziest moment overall 
would have to be the very first year it opened. I didn't get a ton of rides on it, uh, but uh, about uh, three quarters into the season, the whole park had a power outage, a big power outage. Ooh. Windseeker was stuck about halfway up. Fury was three quarters of the way up on the lift. And luckily that's where I was, you know, so only, <sighs> gosh, I would say only maybe 150 rides in total, which I thought was crazy and out of this world and I can't believe it. Um, and I get stuck. Uh, you know, it was, it was exhilarating. It was fun. It was uh, awesome for the first 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> After about then, it was like, wait a minute, how long are we going to be up here? Um, we were up there for a little over an hour uh, and just kind of sitting there, nothing to do. Uh, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure coaster operators have a big decision to make, you know, how, how long do they stay up there before we start walking them down this huge lift or hopefully get the power back on and push them over. Um, but a little over an hour, you know, you started seeing things in the park light back up and, oh, great, you know, we're about to move. And then you hear Fury start back up, a big old diesel engine or whatever uh, down at the bottom. And uh, then up and over we go. Uh, but I would say that that was probably my, my craziest moment or most exhilarating moment even uh, on Fury. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I've never gotten stuck on a lift hill of a coaster. Uh, right. I've gotten stuck at the bottom of the second lift after dropping down uh, of a boomerang, first gen boomerang, uh, right before the loop. Uh, and I've gotten stuck on a uh, launch, on an, on an LSM launch, uh, actually it's boost launch yep. last year. Um, but I've never gotten stuck on a lift hill, let alone, you know, pretty high up on the one of the tallest lift hills in the world. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, was that your knowledge, you know, just be based on what you saw going on that sure. day, was that weather related? Like, were there storms in the yeah. area? No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, and I, I forgot exactly what it was, um, but if, if I remember correctly, uh, there was a fairly large car accident right outside the park that hit some big transformers or something, oh. and like that whole portion of Fort Mill, um, South Charlotte, just blackout uh, for uh, a good two hours, and then slower hour and a half and stuff started just kind of popping back on. I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, my parents even a mile and a half down the road uh, had a power outage at the same time. We kind of joked about it afterwards. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. Okay. And did, maybe you were just guessing as to what happened or what how they fixed it, but you said after an hour, they they got the coaster going again. You you mentioned a diesel generator, a diesel motor. What do you think that they used a generator to start it no, up again? No, I, I don't think they popped on the generator. They've got one. Um, okay. but just the the I guess the motor of the of Fury. Um it just sounds like a diesel. It definitely is not one, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's electric. Yeah, yeah right, right. Right. But the, yeah. the big old rumble of Fury starting back up. So they got power back basically. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Was any was it a pretty full train? Uh yeah. Yeah, I would say three quarters of the way or more full. And there were definitely yeah. some crying people or screaming people or get me off of this train get me off i mean it was it, it got interesting yeah that's what yeah you kind of saw where i was going with that so like was anyone like freaking out you know from the height perspective or yeah from what i remember absolutely yes wow wow yeah that's that's interesting yeah crazy i mean i just again i've never had this experience i, I don't think i would right. freak out the height aspect i'm not afraid of heights um, thankfully Fury's seats are very comfortable as it's restraints, yeah. you know, you're not on like a stand up, thankfully or something, but still like, you know, I get it. It's it, an hour is a long time nonetheless to be stuck somewhere, anywhere. 
But right. uh, yeah, that's a pretty crazy moment. So thanks for sharing. Now I'm going to ask the next question, but I, you know, I would bet a lot of money on the answer. But uh, what is your favorite coaster? You know, oddly enough, um, this is an odd one for me to answer um, because everybody thinks it's Fury, and right. I, I mean, yes, Fury is like my my girlfriend. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> see Fury. I see Fury every day. I spend a lot of time with her. I spend more time with her than I do at home. You know, it's, Fury right. is definitely not near the top, but um, I, it's probably not my favorite. Uh, really? Oddly enough, there's not a lot of coasters that I can ride without feel, feeling sick um, after two or three rides, even like mm -hmm. Intimidator Carowinds, two or three rides. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to go sit down for a minute or two. Really? Um, it's, it's really strange. I don't really know why or how, but physiologically, physiologically um most rides i can't i can't handle um lightning rod at dollywood gives me very very similar feelings to fury um and i can marathon it all day long uh i would absolutely say lightning rod is my number one coaster my favorite coaster probably because i can't I, i'm not i can't marathon it every day i can't go see her every day um right but when when i do i mean it's it's definitely uh amazing in itself Wow. Well, you got me there because I, you know, yeah. when I was going, everyone, everyone yeah. oh, yeah. thinks So have you ridden lightning rod uh, since the, uh, the refurb with the I box added and so forth? Um, last July. Yeah. So that was, okay. that was my last ride. And uh, I, the, we went with another couple, um, me and my partner and we were hanging out and everything. And I'm like, I'm going to go ride lightning rod. So I was riding lightning rod while they went and did other things in the park, which, I, I, it's hilarious, but it was really the the only thing that really drew me there. Interesting, interesting. And and with the with the work they did, is it is it better for you now? The same? Uh, it's the same. I mean, I, I don't okay. feel really any difference. Um, okay. You know, At least it didn't get worse. Yeah. yeah right. Like you, yeah. It's still a coaster that you can marathon. So that so to your knowledge, I mean, there might be more out there, but at least for the right. ones that you're aware of and tried. Fury and Lightning Rod are the only ones that you can kind of re-ride marathon, that sort of thing, and not feel sick. Yep. Um, you know, I I haven't really gotten the chance to ride Orion at all. I'm thinking it, it's probably similar to Fury. I don't know. Um, you know, the thing with Intimidator, after the mid-course break run where it gets a little slower right at that helix at the camera, that's where I yeah. get sick. So I, I don't know if, oh. if Orion has a, a piece or part of, of it near the end that might make me sick, but yeah you know every really every other ride no other ride has given me the same feeling as those two has, has filled you know my dopamine receptors the way i like i guess um right right and those two have right. definitely been been the ones that that are important to me interesting got got it okay okay so would you say is your least favorite coaster uh you know it's, it's probably, I don't ride many other coasters. Uh, if, if I had to say my least favorite coaster from the last ride that I rode it, which was gosh, probably 10 years ago, um, would be like Vortex at Carowinds. Just the thought uh, of it even right. makes me want to cringe. Um, but I, I do remember riding it, uh, and I, it's, it's horrible. I, I don't know why it's still, it's, it's probably still there because it's classic and it was one of the first B&Ms. I get it, but uh, I do not think it's uh, comfortable or an, enjoyable at all. So, so you're referring to Vortex that you said at, at Carowinds. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. I was, I, I, I'm sorry. Coaster. You have to forgive me, 
little bit of a oh, you're fine. here. Um, I am a, about a day away from flying to Ohio for the weekend from Orlando yep. really, to go to Kings Island for the whole weekend, spend it with sure. a bunch of my friends, very close friends. And, and uh, I've got Kings Island on the brain. So I, I, you, I did, I do remember you now saying Carowinds when you first mentioned it, but I've got Kings Island on the brain. So I just, yep. I, you know, I automatically went to Vortex at Kings Island. Right. And I was thinking, but then you said being okay, got it. Now I, I got it. Okay. That makes sense. The Vortex. Okay. That makes sense. Totally got it. Okay. Well, for the most part, for the rest of the interview here, uh, other than the last couple of questions, which are just general questions we always ask yeah. our, our guests, we're going to talk about Fury. Sure. So it's Fury time. So yeah. not just that we haven't talked about Fury already, but we're going to dig it. <laughs> so, you know, we have to, you're the Fury guy. I mean, we have to. Yeah. So, right. okay. So first of all, you kind of already answered this sort of earlier, at least approximately, but when was the first time that you rode Fury? I know it was in the first season. You mentioned that. Yeah. It was, it was shortly after opening of the season. Um, you know, it was, uh, I, I don't remember an exact date or time. Um, we weren't season pass holders. So we didn't have any of that, but uh, it was probably mm, early March. No, late March, early April. Um, so one of the first weekends that it was open. Uh, and you know, I was like, hey, let's go ride this uh, record-breaking coaster. Oddly enough, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it after the first ride, uh, but I probably wouldn't have ridden more than once uh, had I not lost my car keys. Uh, oh. Very first time I rode, I lost my car keys. Uh, and boom, there they go. Uh, so luckily, my mom had another pair. You know, she had another set, uh, but she was at work. So, okay, well, I got to stay here longer. Why not ride again? Um, so I rode oh. a few more times and after riding, you know, the, the second, third, fourth time, something was triggering up there. I'm like, okay, okay, no, th this is pretty amazing. Uh, so we converted our tickets to season passes. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to ride this more. Um, and that, that started the, the glory that is fury. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So what I thought you were getting at there until you explained further with your mom and all that, that you said that, you know, you would have not ridden it more than once had it been you lost your car keys on I'm like oh so you like kept riding it try to find your car keys looking everywhere like of course going 95 miles an hour and the right, yeah. still, you know yeah I'm like oh, where's my car keys but no okay that makes more sense you're like okay I'm stuck here so why not ride it okay got it very fortuitous as well um, yeah so you had mentioned earlier after moving from Orlando back to North Carolina, is it North Carolina or South Carolina you live in? North South. Carolina, we're in Indiana. North Carolina, yep. okay, okay. Because Charlotte is so close to both, right. but yeah. borderline. Of course, the park is very unique in that it, it, it is in both yep. states, which is really cool. But Yeah, my okay, parents so live in North South Carolina. Carolina. They're, they're right across the line in Fort Mill. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, so you'd mentioned, you know, going on Intimidator because, oh, hey, it's a record-breaking it was at the time. And when you wrote Intimidator, you were like, did you just write it that one time, the first time you wrote Intimidator? Pretty much. Um, you know, we didn't have like a fast lane. I don't think there even was technically fast lane. Um, actually, I don't even know. Uh, but we didn't. We didn't have season passes. It was really busy. We went for scare wins. So it was probably um, not the best time. And so we waited a long time to ride the one time. And then, yeah, it's like, hey, we've, we've been here like three hours. Let's get out of here. So didn't really have the chance to ride more than once or really even many more rides, but didn't really have the urge to ride more even after that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and 
did you make any follow-up visits to Carowinds in the next, say, four or five years before Fury opens? So you only wrote Intimidate that one time? Yeah. Okay. So, again, it's tough to answer these kind of questions, but I love asking them. And it's kind yeah, of a sure. short thought exercise. But Absolutely. If, you're, if you hadn't lost your car keys, you said you probably would have just written that Fury once and gone home or whatnot. Do you think... You know, say I've never lost anything on that coast or never had a reason why, hey, I, you know, it's a, you don't have anything better to do because you're stuck at, at Carowinds. In other words, right. if every visit to Carowinds, including that first visit on when you rode Fury, where you could leave whenever you wanted, do you think you would have ever gotten the, this Fury bug and realized what Fury does for you? Uh, maybe, um, but there, there's a solid chance, no, I wouldn't have been able to because it it takes probably three or four laps on it at least uh, to really start feeling what I'm feeling that I'm addicted to. Um, you know, it gets much better after 15 or 20 or 30, but uh, you know, a- after those first few laps, um, had I not had the chance to, to do that, I, I probably would have just written it off. I might've written it again. I might've gone back with friends again at some point and, and picked up on it at some other point, but uh, I don't think it would have started quite as quickly interesting and it all started because of you losing your car keys something very bad right yeah yeah which happens to us i funny funny enough i've never i don't think i've ever lost anything personally at a park or on a coaster i've always got my zipper pockets but funny enough um actually i think it was the first time i met you um i was there with my my buddy ryan who lives here in orlando he's not a coaster enthusiast but he's sort of an aspiring one He's kind of become curious because of his friendship with me. And he lost after riding Fury, after we met, met up with you, uh, we went on Afterburn and he lost his iPhone on Afterburn. Oh. And that kind of ended the day there. He started freaking out, you know, because we want to make sure he has a phone. And so we right. wound up yeah. leaving Carolyn's after that. And, you know, I totally understood. I wasn't upset at all. And we right. went to the Apple store at a nearby mall and got him an iPhone. But um, then we went home. But, anyways, but yeah, it's funny enough that happened to Carolyn's as well. But so I think there's a good lesson here. And, and one of the things I like to do on this podcast, and I never know when this might happen, is when there's a good lesson to kind of remind people about a life lesson, uh, something that can help people. So uh, McLean, one of the overarching themes of this podcast, why we do what we do, well, David, myself, Kim, Nick, everyone else involved in the podcast, but while we, you know, why we spend all this time volunteering, uh, is the mission of this podcast is very much related to positivity. It's about theme park therapy. It's about people making their lives better, but overall trying to have as positive a life as possible. And one of the things that I personally have learned through through hardship, quite frankly, through trial and tribulation, and when I say hardship, I mean depression, very clinical, very bad depression, is to try to look for the positive in any situation. And what I've... you know, it's not hundred percent, but what I've developed a talent for is in almost any situation, something really bad that happens, I can find the positive. Giving you an example, uh, I work from home and COVID and everything that's the watershed from COVID from the past few years, a lot of negativity, a lot of bad stuff, some bad things and lingering things, things that last for years, the economy, you know, whatever else may be. But 
one great thing that's come from the pandemic is opening up the eyes of management, upper management at corporations to the idea that with technology they have today, that trust, giving, you know, extending trust to your employees, that, you know, maybe they will do the right thing uh, of having uh, work from home on a large scale. And uh, I, lo I love it because I can stand with my dogs. I have flexibility where I can work from anywhere, travel and things, you know, and so forth. Just the flexibility is amazing. So that's that's a good example of finding positive from something very negative. Right. Um, you know, here we have your story about Fury, where you lose your car keys, which, hey, you know, you got to think that's a stressful, it's an annoyance. And but because you lost your car keys, because, you know, I have to give you credit right then and there. A lot of people, when something really bad happens, they get in a bad mood. And even if they're doing, they're, you know, doing something fun or at a place that's fun at a party, they're just in a bad mood. They're not enjoying themselves anymore. But credit to you, you looked at things right away from a practical perspective of like, hey, I like this coaster. I'm kind of stuck here for the time being. It's going to be okay because my mom's coming with the other set of keys. I might as well keep enjoying. So that's, that's the first part. You did it all on your own just right away. But because of that, and again, all this starting with losing the car keys, you discovered this, this amazing thing, which we're going to talk more about and how much yeah. you love Fury and all that. So that is, again, you know, finding the positive from a very negative situation. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, that you have that story. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So let's talk about the, well, 325 foot tall elephant that's been in the room this entire interview. <laughs> so I've been alluding to it. You've been hinting at it. So yeah. You know, I, I know from talking to you, I don't know the details yet, which I purposely did not want to know all the details sure. until, we interviewed, until we did the interview. But I know that it, Fury is not just about having fun for you. It's not just about, you know, you marathon it because it's one of your favorite coasters or because you right. can ride it so much. There's something deeper here. So tell myself and tell the Coaster Challenge audience, why is it that you ride Fury so much? Yeah, so... Um, uh... I'll try to make the long story not so long, but no, that's uh, okay. That's okay. In uh, in my senior year of high school, uh, 2002, um, I had to graduate in 03, the December of 2002. I got into a, a pretty bad car accident. Um, I uh, suffered some pretty nasty brain trauma. Um, I was in rehab for a couple years after. Um, the the side of my face is rebuilt. It's beautiful, but it's it's rebuilt from you know different parts of of me. Um, mm. I had to be in, in physical therapy, uh, mental therapy, and, and still even uh, see uh, or am in tune with the uh, traumatic brain injury uh, testing that goes on often. Um, so I've, I've recovered a whole lot. But one of the unique things with, uh, with brain injury is normal methods don't work. Uh, so I, uh, before I had you know, had the accident, I had been diagnosed, uh, with bipolar two and, and depression and almost everything just almost misdiagnosed trying to figure out what's wrong or what's going on. Um, but after the accident, no medication, not a single medication worked. Uh, and I, I still suffered from pretty bad anxiety. Um, sometimes some pretty heightened manic episodes and, and things that I couldn't mm -hmm. control. Um, but because of the brain trauma, regular chemistry and regular medicines wouldn't, wouldn't work. So we tried everything and continue to try everything. And the only thing that really seemed to work with me was music, um, a certain type of music, usually electronic or drum and bass, something with something like a four on the floor beat that my brain can follow and kind of be very predictable. That coupled just with meditation usually seemed to help. Um, but 
I couldn't find the right thing ever. Um, mm -hmm. Fast forward to Fury. Um, after those few times of writing Fury, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, I just got extremely anxious. And, and you said it yourself, losing your car keys, like, crap, what's going on? Your emotional level goes through the roof. You're a little too anxious. You get a little manic. You get crazy. But after I wrote a few times, I realized, wait a minute, those feelings that, that I just like went through the roof that usually would take me multiple hours or even days to, to calm down and get back, they're already gone. I'm feeling amazing. This is, I'm so calm. I'm, I can go to sleep tonight. I can actually sleep well. Um, so I realized I'm like, yes, got to get a season pass, got to do this more. And the first year I continued to, to, you know, ride. I, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to marathon or ride 20 times. And, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to ride at the volume that I ride today, but I realized there was something there near the end of the first season. I got the unique idea that, wait a minute, if music is so powerful by itself and fury seems to be doing something to me, what if I couple the two together? What oh. if I create a playlist and some of my best therapeutic songs that help me with, you know, that, that certain beat or that certain euphoria, what if I pair that with the coaster? Um, so I started building a playlist of songs that have helped me in the past. Um, when I timed them out, I figured out that, okay, where do I need to start this song? So the drop or the euphoria of the song happens at the drop of the ride. So I figured that out at about 150 laps near the end of the first season. And I was like, holy crap, that, that moment right there is when it kind of put fuel on the fire. I was like, man, this is amazing. It really changes. It changes me. It changes who I am and what I am. Cause what I've been doing for years uh, with the music is now coupled with this new feeling of euphoria and this new adrenaline rush that I'm getting from Fury is amazing. Um, second year with Fury in 2016, um, you know, I was like, okay, now I've got a plan during the whole off season because I only got to, to riding like 130 or 140 or rather 180, 190 rides in the first year. Um, in the off season, I'm like, I've got to build a playlist. I've got to make this right. And I was prepared the next season to make it happen. There was no season pass fast lane. So I wasted a lot of money on fast lanes because waiting in line wasn't going to cut it for me. So I, I think I spent wow. something over like $2,500 in that first year because there was no season pass fast lane, but I, I was going to do it. And then I began riding three, four, five, six, seven times in an hour. I'm like, crap, this is amazing. And so I started doing 10, 20 in a day. Um, finished the first year at, uh, just over a thousand rides or the second year, just over a thousand rides, um, 10 but I knew I'd found something really special. Um, so again, in the off season, I'm like, gosh, let me just keep, you know, molding these songs, finding these songs that are going to work. Um, the next year in 2017 was the first year of all season fast lane, which was amazing, saved a ton of money. Um, but it also was the first year that the park started to recognize me. Um, so the executives like Pat and Lisa and a handful of the others and all of the ride associates started to know who I was. Hey, you're that guy. You're that guy. You know, and that's where the Fury guy came from. Um, actually, one associate at the very front of the park that always used to give me my fast lanes that first year of all season. Her name was Angelique. She's still at the park. That's where Fury guy came from because she didn't remember my name, but she always be like, you're that Fury guy, aren't you? Yeah, you're that Fury guy. So 
that's where Fury Guy came from. <laughs> that third year, everybody started, you know, talking about me, and that's where it was. And and that's where I started having the ability to to re-ride and ride 10 times in an hour, 15 times. And it's like, holy smokes, this really is life-changing. Um, you know, just the combination of dopamine and adrenaline after like 15 rides, it really builds up to a point where it can sustain me for a few days. So if I have a really bad day at work and I was a retail manager wow. at Best Buy for years, I have a bad day at work, wanted to choke somebody. I go to Fury, I ride 15 or 20 times, I'm solid. And even if I don't go back the next couple of days, that level of dopamine and that builds up just stays with me, which is amazing. Um, same thing in 2018, I rode uh, a little over 2,100 times, 2019, 1,800 times. And, you know, it's really just all been in the rear view from there. It's, it's something now that almost I, I require myself to do at least while it's open, um, you know, friends and family, and even like my old boss, um, my old GM at Best Buy, uh, when I was his ASM, he was like, man, we can tell a difference during the off season. You are not the same person, you know, and it, it's noticeable. Um, I, I don't have the same coping mechanisms that I do with fury during the off season. So it's, it's definitely affected me. Um, I don't know what I'd do without it. Uh, I mean, I, I would obviously get by, but I, I think I'm a much happier, calmer, um, satiable person during the season. And almost anybody that knows me well will tell you that. So, um, so happy I found it. Wow. So very lucky that I found it. Can't believe that I found it. And it's so strange that the brain is so unique. Whatever chemicals are firing with, with this music and, and this ride is, um, I'm grateful and will forever be grateful for. Wow, that's that's an incredible story. I, like I said, kind of prefaced with this question, I knew the very basic aspect of this because you had shared it with me, but didn't know the details, didn't know. I knew that it helped you with regard to your brain injury, but that's all I knew. I didn't know the specifics and what it specifically helped you with and, and, and to, to what degree. Um, so a few things to unpack here. So first yeah. of all, with regard to the music, so how is it that you're able to listen to music under and what kind of headphones do you use? Cause I mean, obviously it's a, you know, very fast yeah. ride and yeah. forceful and yeah. You know, I use an older pair of headphones. Uh, they're Bluetooth 2.0. If that says anything, I've had to order a few refurbished pairs um, because they're uh, one of the first pairs of the LG tones, the around the neck Bluetooth headphones, but they're, they're pretty thick and bulky and you pull the little earphones out and put them in. Um, but they fit under my shirt. Uh, so they're, they're not going anywhere. They're there. Um, and you know, I've, I've tried newer headphones, newer designs, uh, and they're either not loud enough or not heavy enough. And I feel like they're going to be lost. Uh, so I'm, I just keep getting that older pair and finding refurbished ones or whatever. Um, but yeah, a pair of headphones every single time. Wow. Okay. And as far as I get it that it goes around your neck. I've seen those kind. That way it's on yeah. you. It's secure. But right. what, with regarding to going in your ears, are like buds that go in your ear? Yep. Yeah, like they're earbuds. Yep. And they're, they stay in on Fury? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they're they're not like AirPods that are like passive. They're they are they do have like the tips or the nibs or whatever that go down in your ears. Oh, so yeah. They're they're pretty tight in my ear canal, um, which helps for the wind, <laughs> keeps some of the wind out. But yeah, they they definitely stay in. Got it. Okay. Very, very interesting. So 
just just do one more comment about the, the headphone aspect of this. Yeah. So uh, in case you ever can't find headphones like that, just to give you a recommendation, this might help listeners as well, which is why I'm just going yeah. and saying during the interview. Um, one type of headphones that I use, because I'm, I'm, you know, not that this is unusual, yeah. human beings in general, music, we're drawn to music. Music's a big part of a lot of our lives. Plus, I love listening to podcasts. So I'm listening to audio a lot on the go. Yeah. And I travel a lot. So one type of headphone that I sometimes use, not often because AirPods are, are so amazing, but I use these right. sometimes for AirPods, um, is bone conducting headphones. And they oh, yeah. go around your head yep. and they're not in your ear. They don't have to stay in your ear. They right. go below your ear. Have you tried those by chance? Or? I have. Um, you know, the, the issue or not really even issue I had, they worked well. They weren't loud enough. Um, and I think, right. I think they weren't right. loud enough because the wind in my ears, because yeah. they weren't in my ears you know, canceling out some of that wind, it was difficult to enjoy the experience. I, I definitely gave those a shot. Got it. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't think about all the, all the wind noise because right. you don't have anything covering your ears with bone conducting headphones and on Fury. Right. That would be, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm glad you found a solution. That's, 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 yeah. all, that's amazing. So would it be like a dream of, well, I guess it'd be tricky, but would it be theoretically a dream of yours? Because BNM has done this. They, they, I think they have a, they call it a music coaster. I think it's in China. They built one where they have onboard audio. Of course, the, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk here at yeah. Adventures. Yeah. Would, would you love it if it had onboard audio and maybe with the right soundtrack as well? Or yeah, I mean, uh, it, it really has to do with with the songs. Uh, right. You know, it, it, it has to do if they had those songs and timed out accurately, then absolutely. You know, one, right. one of the things that um, that has kind of helped me more in the last couple of years because I've re-listened to a handful since I've only got like 400 tracks uh, is during the off season, because I know these songs so well, I can sometimes get that same like skin tingly feeling just from listening to the song cranked up because I'm like, gosh, I listened to that 40 times this year, Riding Fury. I can almost close my eyes and imagine it. Um, right. So, yeah, right. I mean, I think. If the songs were right and BNM timed it right, uh, I think it could, I think it could be awesome and maybe even help some people. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking about. Is if you found like it's almost like a resonance thing, uh, which happens in physics and in nature and whatnot. Um, you know, maybe if you've locked onto something that could, you know, help people without them even realizing it. Um, I, I certainly believe in things like this because I there's certain, you know, I, I love the soundtracks and right. criminal scores. Um, I love electronica. I love, you know, pop music. I, I'm very collective with music. Absolutely. And, but there's certain music, especially cinematic scores, you know, instrumental scores that I listen to again and again. Like, um, I, um, you know, you and I are on social media. You might've seen me post about this. Um, uh, I'm, you could say, uh, obsessed is too strong of a word, but I freaking love Top Gun Maverick. It's such an incredible oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that for me, that makes it so amazing that for a lot of people, they probably would glance over is the score. The score is incredible. It's very triumphant and uh, it's got a huge crescendo and then a big scene at the end, which I won't mention. I don't want to give anything away, but, but you know, there's something about music that can really, it can bring us up, it can bring us down. And, um, and I know that uh, with having gone through depression multiple times in my life, music therapy is a real thing. So, you know, you obviously you locked into that. So now you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the man management at Carowinds has taken notice. Have they ever talked to you about the music part of it? Like where they're kind of curious about it or they don't? Yeah. 
You know, not really. Um, you know, the, the few people that I have talked to in the past few years, um, you know, uh, Lisa was a big proponent of it. Um, at Courtney this year, I've met uh, their PR. Um, even, uh, gosh, what's, what was the name? Uh, Sean uh, from years and years ago. Um, the, the unique thing is they let me ride how I ride. You know, I, I tried when I was getting to uh, 5,000 laps, I was like, hey, do a story on me. Hey, some, somebody recognize me. And they're like, no, we're not going to really do anything from the park standpoint, but we encourage you to, you know, make a, make a Facebook, make a Twitter, make an Instagram. And, you know, it was Facebook first and they wanted me to make a Twitter and an Instagram. Um, but the, the, I think the cool thing about it is the, the crew knows um, the crew, almost all of them know um, and a handful of them know very discreetly um, which songs and what songs uh, I ride with and think that it's awesome. And that's, I think, I think that's a bigger boon for me because they recognize what's going on and they, they're able to take care of me in the moment with them uh, at Fury while I'm riding with them. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's really cool. Now you mentioned that a few of them know discreetly the song. So what do you mean? Can you expand upon that? Uh, you know, uh, really just, there's a, there's a few on the crew that are, are very musical and very music driven as well. And have asked oh. before, have said, what, what are you listening to? You know, what, what's going on? Um, and they actually encouraged me, um, to, to kind of create a video, um, you know, with a POV of fury and then try to splice in my songs, the way that I listen to them and, and make it so that we can, you can watch a video and almost experience what I hear. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've done a few and uh, they're all on my Facebook. They're probably all the way near the bottom now because I've posted, posted so much about Fury, but um, you know, it definitely has, it's made a few people just go, wow, you know, oh my gosh, I think I need headphones next time I ride. Um, namely if oh. you ride it, ride it, uh, associates. I, I will have to check that out. And of course you and I are connected on Facebook. I'll, yeah. you know, Facebook, when you look at someone's profile, you can look at just for videos and, you know, I'll see right. if I can find them. If not, I'll you know, because well, maybe you can get me linked to them some other way. I'm very yeah, curious absolutely. to check this out. I'm definitely uh, intrigued. So interesting, interesting. So uh, the the other main area I want to talk about with regard to your answer to this question before we move on, and the most serious of it, so I kind of left it for last, uh, sure. is something, again, I can relate to as well. And a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, can relate to. Um, you know, I've not been shy at all um, as, you know, someone that is an interviewer here and a producer on here in this podcast. I talk, you know, about myself and relate to sure. my guests as I've been doing here. So I think that's, that's the best way to do an interview is to relate to the person you're talking to and not just have it be uh, back and forth and, and so forth, not right. interactive. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, um, listeners here of the show and then the other producers and friends and everything, they all know that uh, I'm bipolar and I've had three depressions in my life. And so what you shared about, you know, that in fact, this brain injury, you know, exacerbated you know, the anxiety and the bipolar in terms of, you know, medication stopped working, which is like a nightmare, it can be a nightmare for anyone that has those afflictions. Um, you know, certainly I would see it as, as, oh my God, nightmare and oh, how am I going to deal with this? And you were able to find another solution, which is incredible. Uh, I, I would like to talk to you a little bit about this. So, yeah. Uh, so, so basically you have not, so, okay. So anxiety can be um, episodic. It can be here and there. Right. And, you know, there, there are, there are different, different ways to treat it, you know, stress relief and self-care and all that. But, uh, and I'm not trying to 
I don't make this. I want to make this clear, especially for our audience. I'm not trying to diminish the severity of anxiety, not at all. Right. But as someone who has dealt with anxiety in my life, coupled with depression and and, and so forth, someone that's also bipolar uh, and someone that's been not been medicated at times, I know how difficult it is to navigate bipolar disorder without medication. Literally navigating those ups and downs, not the good ups and downs on coasters, but the, the emotional up and ups and downs of bipolar disorder, uh, that it, it is so challenging to live with bipolar disorder and live a responsible, successful life career-wise, partners, friends, et cetera, without medication. So I'm just very curious about this. So you have not used medication to treat your bipolar disorder since for how long now? Uh, you know, I, uh, it was, it's probably been since, uh, Oh, six or seven. Um, wow. it was, it was right, right through college. Um, you know, and I was, I'd found a really good doctor, um, while I was in college and, you know, we, we tried a few medications there near the end and every medication prior either hadn't worked or had just turned me into a zombie. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm not going to take a medication to just you know, turn me into a zombie and I'm not going to have any emotional experience in life. Right. Right. Um, or it just wouldn't work. Just plain wouldn't work. So, uh, probably Oh six, uh, really when I moved from that doctor, uh, I, I just went cold Turkey almost. And I'm, I don't, I want to try, I need to find something. Medications aren't working. I need to find an alternate method. Um, so that's music has always had always been my thing, but you know, I just, I refocused and doubled down on music and doubled down on, you know, the, the best way to, to listen to music in a quiet space and, you know, in a, a dark space and finding the right settings uh, to make the most impact. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been off medication since 06. So 16 years. Wow. That's incredible. Now you found that combining the music and fury was much more effective. So and again, feel free to answer this to whatever degree you feel comfortable, but sure. uh, from say 06, 07 till 2015, when, when Fury opened, discovered Fury, you know, for those eight years, did you have more um, challenges? Did you have, you know, manic episodes, depressive, depressive episodes um, versus say after Fury came into the equation? Absolutely. Yeah. I, okay. I would say with, without a doubt, um, you know, it was, it was a, a constant struggle. You know, I felt like the, the, the bigger thing of it was I was, I was a lot more introverted or a lot more, I just kept to myself. Um, cause either, either I was going through one of the episodes up or down and didn't want to, you know, didn't want anybody to see me that way or, or be that way. Um, or I just didn't want to go out into the world and risk having some type of episode. Um, right. you know, and it's, it's funny. I, uh, my, my therapist, even now, you know, says you're, you're really fine and don't need therapy from, you know, March to November. It's really just right. November to March that, that we need to focus on, which is kind of funny, um, but it's, is definitely true. Interesting. So since Fury came into play, at least March to November of every year or when the parks open, yeah. are you pretty rock solid? Like, do you, have Absolutely. you had it? Wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wow. very rare. I can't even think of the last time I had a, a severe episode or an episode that I couldn't control. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm much more able to recognize something or recognize that I'm, a, I'm about to, something's about to get me to a bad point and pull it back in. Uh, so, I mean, life is still going to happen. You're still going to have those things that an old school McLean or, or maybe off season McLean would, would spiral me up and just make me crazy for days. Right. Um, but during the season, I'm able to notice them. I'm able to react. I'm able to either find a coping mechanism to work around them or just ignore it and nothing happens. Um, right. It's, it's definitely uh, life-changing uh, right. and all of, all of my friends and family notice it, you know, they, they all can, can tell and will say, you know, Oh gosh, I, I can tell you're riding the wave when, you know, it's, right. it's funny. Yeah. I'm, I am after 30 or 40 rides. I'm, I'm high. I mean, I'm, I'm not high, but I'm, I'm, I'm riding a, a massive wave of dopamine that lasts me, right. you know, a few days, which is right. amazing. Yeah. So one of the things I've talked to friends about, you know, just, you know, just generally out about it, parks and, you know, not necessarily here on the show, but I've also talked to people on the show about here is on the podcast is that we as coaster, you know, coaster enthusiasts, I know you don't, you don't identify as one, but you yeah, in, sure. in ways are one, but you know, how you are, how you are with coasters and how us coaster enthusiasts are, we are very lucky in many ways, but one of them is that we get these natural highs the dopamine, the adrenaline in healthy ways. Oh, we had some coasters can beat us up. You know, when I marathon voyage at Hollywood nights this past year, and got what 20 plus rides across two nights. I was pretty beat up afterwards, but you know, most yeah. of the time coasters, you know, Fury doesn't beat me up. Fury's very easy to ride. And most, most coasters I ride, they don't physically affect me, you know, in that, right. you know, in a bad way, but, um, but I'll, you know, but anyway, so we, we get to, you know, in an easy way, in a fun way, usually speaking, um, get these natural highs where, you know, sadly there are millions of people at any given time in the world that are seeking those same things but in very, very different, dangerous, and oftentimes deadly ways, you know, especially with drugs and alcohol. And, you know, it's, it, we're so lucky in that regard. And you're, you're like an epitome of that in certain ways. Have you, well, first of all, I'm assuming that you pretty much are always there opening day for Fury and, and the very last day that Fury runs before Winterfest, right? Okay. Yeah, as, as much as you okay have you been on mako i have yep and mako it, it, mako mako couldn't be a off-season replacement for fury no nope i love it it's great um yeah. but that little moment uh, kind of like intimidator uh right when it kind of hits that little mid-course break run and then does it so like yeah thing at the yeah end. yeah nope two or three times and i'm i'm done that i can't handle that which is crazy because the first half is amazing right it's great but yeah but, um, yeah the first half of mako is though is very different than the second half i'm much more familiar with mako oh than yeah intimidator because i live here and i've been on mako many more times but yeah, yeah i can understand why the second half or, or for that matter, one of the halves would work for you and the other right. could be deleterious because they're very different i i totally get it yeah interesting interesting so well that leads me to the question then since fury has opened and since you've develop this music and this very, very interesting, very amazing, fascinating kind of uh, prescription for yourself, if you will. Yeah. What happens from November to March? You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's double down on the music, uh, stay with the ones you love, stay close to them. And 
you know, I don't want to say that I, I introvert more or I, I keep to myself more, but I, I probably subconsciously just keep to myself more uh, and try to try to avoid the flames of life. I see. So you try to avoid stressful situations, you know, taking risks, so to speak, mentally. Right. Yep. And that works pretty well for those, yeah. for that one third of the year. Right? Yeah. You know, I, um, I, 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 I do have a few episodes, like almost every off season, there's, yeah. there's like a couple times where it's just like, oh gosh, then you get to the top. Um, and I've, I've luckily been through therapy for so many years that I've, when it happens, I, I can recognize it's happening even in those times when it's, when it's hard to control. I've, I've got decent coping mechanisms that allow me to pull it back in. It, it might right. take a day. It might take two. <clears throat> it, it might even take almost a week in some cases to really get, get my mind back where it needs to be. But, you know, it's I just keep rolling, keep pushing through and uh, you'll, you'll figure it out, unfortunately. Right. Right. Wow. Well, for me, I, I feel very fortunate in terms of that, you know, I, and I make jokes. I mean, I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends yeah. in Ohio. I'm blessed with, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing quite a few of them this weekend and, cool. uh, you know, enthusy friends, of course. And yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of jokes that go on between us. Kim is one of them. Kim's not in Ohio. Yeah, she sure. sort of is an Ohio enthusiast. She lives in, in, uh, in um, Louisville, but she's at Kings Island all the time and, and all that. But, um, and there's a lot of jokes or people talk about looking for an opening day. And I'm like, what's this opening day thing you're talking about? Cause I'm here and all that. <laughs> you know, it's just, we all joke yeah. with each other. That's what, yeah. like, you know, laughter is great medicine too. And all right. that, yeah. you know, anyways, yeah. but all that said, all jokes aside, you, you know, must look forward to opening day in a, in a much more profound way than all anyone else. Right. I mean, I, from the day I get off the ride until it opens, I, I have a counter on my phone. It counts down the days, the minutes. I mean, I, I, I know, uh, and absolutely will know, you know, and it's funny during the off season, especially when I was working in a store, um, when I was around the same people every day, you know, people will come up to me that know me and be like, Hey, how many days? And just saying that I'm like, Oh, 122, you know, Oh, 97. And I just, I, I know I count down the days. I, I, I can't wait. It's, it's unique. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I count the minutes almost. You know, I, I, again, I just, I'm just so blown away by the story. I mean, and, and that should say something because this podcast, what we do is we talk to people about how coasters are good for them. Right. And, you know, and I, I'll post on, you know, uh, my friend, Joey, one of my friends in Ohio, um, he was posting that he's getting some therapy today. He literally said that at Kings Island and sure. I said theme park and I commented theme park therapy is real. And I, and I, yep. I comment that periodically, but I swear, you know, with your story, it's so amazing. You know, I'm half joking here, but I'm trying to make a point at the same time. You should be able to, to take your, your season pass that you get for heroines and be able to write that off as a medical expense. I swear. Man, I mean, gosh, I completely know, agree. right? <laughs> but I mean, all jokes aside, the main thing right. is that you get that therapy, not so much that you yes. can write that off. But do you just get like a gold pass? I'm guessing, right? Uh, I, I mean, we've gotten a platinum pass the last few years because oh, really? We we occasionally make trips up north, and we'll hit like a Kings Island or a Cedar Point. We didn't last year. Um, we're hoping to this year, but. Uh, I've just got it on auto renews with it's continued to auto renew and I haven't de- downgraded myself to gold, even though I okay. could probably save a few bucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah but still- just in case. Yeah. I mean, if we happen to pop out to a park or 
we're thinking of doing something this weekend. Don't know what, who knows, maybe drive. Right. Valley. You know, I've got, right. got the luxury to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. And yeah, it's just $200 instead of right. something. So it's not the end of the world and yeah. gives you that, you know, you get other benefits too, that you can still use at your park and all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So how was 2020 for you? Because what, Carolyn's disgusting. Oh yeah. It, it was, yeah. it was bad uh, because I, uh-huh. I, was counting down the days, uh, and even, uh, you know, the like three or nine days before the opening date, before they had announced they pushed back opening, you know, I was, I was going to see my therapist. I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. We're less than 10 days. And like, I already had some of that adrenaline built up in me just from the anticipation of it. And they're like, they pushed it back a month. I'm like, okay, let me reset my timer. It's only a month. It's only a month. And then they pushed it back again. And they I was, it, it was, it was very difficult, very difficult, but, oh. um, you know, it, that's, it's just, that's one of those things. It's life. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you gotta push through, gotta do your very best and, um, double down on the things, you know, that do help outside of those, uh, and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Love the positive attitude. That's great. And yeah, unfortunately, but what happened with Carowinds in 2020, that is, um, a negative side or negative impact of it. Carowinds covering two states because I right. do with both states regulations on COVID. Yep. And, well, thankfully, 2021 was a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what is the most number of rides that you've ever gotten on Fury in one day? Do you have that information? Uh, yeah. Uh, 108. Um, and that was back wow. in, uh, yeah, that was early back in 2017. Uh, really when I would just, I would dedicate a whole day, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to go, uh, to fury on Saturday and just ride, 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 ride and, and re re ride and then get lunch, then ride, ride, ride some more. Uh, and it was a whole day. It was a, a day of greatness. Um, but 108, uh, you know, I haven't done nearly that much recently and I, I probably won't do that anymore. Um, back in 2016 and 17, I really hadn't built fury into my life as much as I have now. Uh, right. So I, I didn't visit as many times. Um, so I thought I've got to make the most out of the times I visit. Uh, now I ride uh, my range. It's kind of big, but it's 15 to 40 or so a day. Um, right. And it's almost every day. Like today's visit with Kim uh, was my 49th visit to the park this year. Uh, and I, I visit, you know, I visit every day this week after work. I finish right. up at 435. Luckily I can, I can make my own schedules or, and do whatever needed, but finish up, gosh, parks open for five more hours. Let me go get 20 laps in. I'll just go and get, uh, you know, 15 to 40. And I never go for a number. I just go until I start to feel good. Uh, some people tell me I go until I start to yawn because I, I guess when I leave, I'm, I'm yawning a lot because it, it just rushes me with so much right. dopamine that I just, I get nice and cuddly to myself. Um, but yeah, right. I'll just ride till I yawn. Right. So, so getting that 15 to 40 in a given visit, granted, you sometimes go, oftentimes go days in a row, but if you, even if you didn't go days in a row, getting that 15 to 40 is good for a few days for you. It keeps Absolutely. You yeah. Right. It's residual for, I would say two to three days at least. So, so do you ever, well, since 2015, have you gone on vacations where yeah. you're not necessarily using that platinum pass and going to Kings Island or where you go out of the country or, you, you know, you're just sightseeing you're going on a regular vacation so to speak have you done that where you've kind of bulked up on fury and then gone away for a week or most definitely yeah um you know our our anniversary is usually in may um and i'll I'll usually ride 
a good chunk before we go. You know, it's funny. I, I would even, if we're leaving Friday morning or something out, I'm like, Hey, we got to leave like at 11 or 12. because so I got to get at least an hour to a fury in. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely bulk up before I go anywhere um, as much as I can, you know, and I, I think in the last few years or a couple of years, I've not been as stringent on, you know, I absolutely have to, to go right this second, but any moment that I've got the opportunity, you better believe I'm going to take it and I will be butt in seat on Fury. Wow. Wow. Now, are you, by the way, you're still with your partner from yeah. college? So how long yep. have you guys been together? We've been together. We just celebrated our 16th year um, back in May. Congratulations, number one. That's yeah, amazing. Thank you. Uh, it is absolutely. I have to say, your your vigilance, your uh, stick to um, and your creativity with your therapy, your self care, you know, the music, and then building in fury, and then combining the two, and and in in rigorous detail, the way you figured out your your tracks and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a testament to you know your your relationship you know staying staying together you know keeping keeping together with the same person because dealing with anxiety depression bipolar you know unchecked you know it makes it very difficult to keep a relationship going so absolutely yeah, yeah. so that's amazing and that's a nice gift that you have from all the all that you've put in so that's yeah, fantastic that's amazing that's awesome so do you have any special stories you'd like to share, you know, from those almost 9,000 rides on Fury. Yeah. yeah. Any, any, any gems? Um, I mean, you know, I would have to say uh, the gems that I have are the Zen rides. I'm sure you're aware of what a Zen ride is. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's getting oh, yes. the whole train to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the crew thought I was nuts um, the first year, but every thousandth lap they've given me an empty train. Uh, I've gotten two outside of the thousand in there as well. So I'm up to, I'm up to 10 Zen rides right now. Um, hopefully getting my 11th, probably Sunday, uh, if, if they're able to accommodate with lap 9,000. Um, but those, those are the best rides easily. I mean, they're amazing at what they are. They're super quiet because right. I mean, usually I can't hear people screaming anyway, cause I've got headphones in, but people scream pretty loud. And if yes. you got one beside you or right behind you, right. you're going to hear them even through the music. So, I mean, just the super quiet rides, they're really, really fast. Um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to have the commons photo people take really good pictures of me the last few times. So I've, I've got good memories of that, but definitely I would say though, those are my special times uh, that I'm, I'm really proud of. And I'm, I'm happy the park allows me to have them. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Uh, and actually, you, the, the photos, you just reminded me of something else I want to ask you. But before I get to that, you said, you mentioned when you were talking about the Zen rides in the beginning here that the crew thought you're crazy. So was it your request for the Zen rides? Is that what yeah, you're getting? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, driven it would by be the so cool to, of it? Yeah. Like, it'd be so cool to have a ride by myself. Why not? Hey, can you can you give me a free ride? And Claudius, uh, one of the, the ride suits who's still there today, which is amazing. I uh, was there in year one, um, oh, wow. uh, you know, year two. And he was like, Hey, yeah, we're going to, we're going to take care of you. Make sure you're, you come here for the first lap on this day or whatever. So, I mean, it was, it was a timed out. It wasn't the middle of the day and Hey, we're just going to let it happen. We had to plan it and everything, but um, was very fortunate they did. Uh, and yeah, I, I absolutely requested it. 
Wow, that's that's awesome. I'm glad it, it's, it's special for you, and I hope that you are yeah. get are you're able to get for your nine thousandth ride hopefully this weekend yeah. uh, in the holiday weekend too. Uh, you know, to get your Zen ride. That's, 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 uh, I hope that works. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned photos, of course, you, you have um, um, fun pics, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that day that I met up with you, because I've been to Carowinds a couple of times this year, first time was before I, I, I'd already, I was friends with you on Facebook, but I had not made the connection. Oh, he's the Fury guy and I should be up yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was there opening night, uh, the season pass opening night. I'm guessing. Oh, very cool. Too, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was just there for the end of the day. As I got up there late because of traffic coming from Orlando. But in any case, uh, when, when I met up with you, when I was there with my friend Ryan, you mentioned, you know, about getting, uh, you'll get the fun pick photos to us later, which you did. Yeah. And, and don't take this the wrong way because you're following me here. I, when you said that, I was like, oh, he's not going to get the photos to us. Like, that was nice of him to say that. The reason yeah. why I'm saying that, and I was happily surprised when you got the photos to me, is because, again, you jump around the train and everything and you're not getting the photos each lap right you get them at the end so how are they getting all your photos they know to look for you and they save them for you or what so no uh in some years they have um in some years there's a certain one or two people at the photo booth downstairs like oh mclean's here let me just start putting yeah. those photos in okay. the queue um but i've actually come up with a, a great system um myself oh. that i i track the rides as i'm riding so if i ride three times in a row um you know, maybe I ride in row H and then in uh, or row eight rather and row one and then maybe row three. So those three rows, if I rode, eight, you know, eight, one, three, then I, my code would be C-A-H. Um, and then when I get off the ride, my last ride was number three. It was C. So I'm, oh, I'm 13 C. But then I'm also on if there's three trains. One, two, three. I'm also on 10 H. Oh yeah. And I'm also on seven A. Oh wow. So I just count back and, and I, I keep all that usually in my mind and jot it down when I can. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the commons people up front at the fun fix booth, I usually have a list. I'm like, Hey, here's a list of 28. Here's a list of 31. Can you get them all for me? Oh, um, and they, they gosh. know me really well. So they're like, yeah, sure. And it takes a minute or two, but they'll get them all in and, and connect them up to my account. Okay, gotcha. Now, I I would understand certainly like when we rode with you because you know you know for you to get the photos to me or maybe because you're riding with a friend like to have that. But yeah, are you do you care about the photos even when it's just you riding with a bunch of strangers? Do you want all? Those I mean, yeah. I I mean I pay for the fun picks pass anyway with fifty bucks. So right. why not? Um, right. But in the probably two years ago, three years ago, when I would when I got over 5,000. I'm like, I've, I've ridden 5,500 times. Oh, I've ridden 6,000 times. There's always going to be those people who are naysayers. No, you didn't. There's no way. You're oh. oh my gosh. So I'm like, why don't I just post these pictures? I've got them. So I, they're all on my Facebook. You can go to my albums and look at all right. of my pictures. Proof. Right. Right. And so I'm right. like, Hey, I, I'm not going to fight with you. There's, I don't really care if you think I've ridden that many or not. Why don't you just go right. to my page and you can see for yourself. So yeah, it's usually really just for validation for them. I, I couldn't really care less about it, but it's good to have them, I guess. Right. No, that makes sense. You know, it could almost be fun. I, and I don't know, I, I don't know how to create one of these. I'm always in awe when I see them. You know, those like, hard to describe, but like they're like posters or, or they're, they can be digital um, pictures as well, where it's made up of a whole bunch of individual pictures, but then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
how amazing would it be for like, I don't know, like your 10,000th ride, if you could, or you or someone, you know, that can do one of those, yeah. can take all your fun picks and like make it, you know, make the lift hill of fury or part of the track right. of fury or something or, yeah. you know. That would be nuts. That would yeah, be nuts. that would be so, uh, so appropriate and so like epic, but that, that yeah. would be amazing. But anyway, just maybe. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, if you wind up doing that, please let me know. I want to see that because that would be. I'm, I'm going to look for it now. I've got to research about okay, it. Okay, no, awesome. I grab, hey, if I, I would be so thrilled to be able to give you an idea like that because how much fury right. to you. That's amazing. That'd be amazing. So, um, wow, this has been quite a journey. Um, just got a couple last questions for you. These yeah. questions we yeah, asked yeah. all of our guests. Sure. So, um, the first question is what advice can you give those that are listening? I mean, you've already shared some gems, but any final yeah. piece of advice? You know, the, the biggest thing that I would say in any walk of life, not just riding coasters or, or anything is, is never give up and never, never look back. I mean, you know, what, what's happened in the past uh, might be tough, might be hard and might've taught you a lot, but there's no reason to ever dwell on it. There's no reason it's, it's behind you. There's no reason to, to make your, your future endeavors lesser because of something that's happened in the past. And you got to just keep moving. Even when, when you got speed bumps or when you got bumpy water, the best thing that you can do is just buck up and keep moving. And it can be hard as hell sometimes. Um, I get it, but that's, that's the only way that you're going to succeed in, in anything. Um, keep trying, keep moving forward. Absolutely. And you're a testament to that, McLean. I mean, you went through this horrible car accident, you know, the, the way you described everything, the aftermath of it, really awful, awful car accident that impacted you in huge ways, still went to college. And then, you know, as part of this, you were discovered that the mental challenges that you faced that, you know, you know, many, many hundreds of millions of people face around the world, things like bipolar right. and anxiety, if not more than a billion, quite frankly. Um, yeah. You found that, you know, the typical treatment for that, that I don't know, probably 95% of plus of those people, you know, like myself use medication, no longer works and how, how, um, how, how challenging that would be. And you still, you still succumbed and surpassed and, and, you know, and just triumphed over these illnesses that challenged you and fought them down, you know, with these amazing, amazing therapy you came up with the music and fury and, and just that's, again, that, that, that's just what we're all about here in Coaster Challenge. You are a testament yeah. to our mission. And, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that and sharing that final piece of advice. So again, given how inspirational you are, McLean, you know, the last question here, I think is appropriate. And that is, you know, how can people find you? I can imagine maybe that we have a couple listeners that listen to this, whether when it comes out, maybe down the line, where they might be facing some mental challenges and might want to get some advice from you or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, how can people get a hold of you and find you, you know, website, social media, et cetera? Sure. Uh, so uh, really just social media, um, just three accounts right now, one on Facebook, uh, McLean Waddell. Um, you can probably find it with the Fury Guy um, and then Twitter and Instagram, also the Fury Guy. Um, the underscore fury underscore guy, but you honestly can just Google the fury guy and you'll probably find it. Um, you know, the, the park has uh, encouraged me to make a Snapchat and a, and a TikTok uh, for fury. And I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if I would actually create content for that or not. Uh, so for now, just those three, um, but who knows, maybe in the future. Great. Well, those are the three major, major uh, social media networks and certainly pretty much 
anyone out there pretty much is one of those. So that should work for the vast majority of people. So thanks for sharing. And yeah, again, thanks for joining, joining me today and uh, going through this journey with me and having this uh, great conversation, it just incredibly, incredibly profound. So thank you so awesome. much again, McLean. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks guys. Absolutely. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.